Heavy shelling kills more than 40 people in Sarajevo. Nancy Kerrigan skates while Tanya Harding waits. The U.S. moves to tighten the embargo on Haiti. Good morning, this is Frank Setapani with the CBS World News Roundup. It's another day in hell in Bosnia's capital. At least 45 people, perhaps as many as 51, were killed when a mortar shell landed in Sarajevo's central market. The morgue at one hospital reported mangled bodies all over the place. Rivers of blood ran in the streets. Dozens were wounded. The attack came just one day after 10 other people were killed in a breadline shelling the UN blamed on Serb forces. The latest flare-up in the occupied Gaza Strip reportedly took the life of a 13-year-old Palestinian boy. Arab sources say he was killed when Israeli troops fired on a crowd of rock throwers. The sellout crowd that packed the Boston Arena last night thought Nancy Kerrigan's first public performance since last month's attack rated a 10 all the way. There was no doubt that Kerrigan enjoyed it just as much. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. The crowd really made it fun. The flawless exhibition was designed to help Kerrigan get her ice legs before heading to the Winter Olympics in Lillehammer. I think any time you perform well, especially in front of a crowd, gives your confidence boost. I mean, no matter if it's skating or in your job, you, you do it well, you know... I've done it, you know, and no one can take that away from you. One fan said Kerrigan has a chance to take it all in Norway. I think she did excellent, and I think she'll do wonders in the Olympics to win the gold. Tanya Harding's future is the subject of a decision due today from ice skating officials who looked into her role in the Kerrigan clubbing. David Dow has that. The panel's decision to clear Tanya Harding or recommend a disciplinary hearing could set in motion a chain of events extending to well after this month's Winter Olympics. A greater threat to her possible participation is the U.S. Olympic Committee, which need not await completion of the Figure Skating Association's action before taking its own measures. Meanwhile, the criminal probe into Harding's possible role in the Kerrigan attack proceeds at its own pace here in Portland. Prosecutor Norman Frank. We're conducting a criminal investigation, and we're going to try to do that in a fair and impartial manner. And we're not on the Olympic timetable. That's not our responsibility. That's in Colorado Springs and in Norway. Yesterday, investigators spent another three hours with Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Galuli, who has pleaded guilty to racketeering after implicating Harding in the Kerrigan plot. David Dow, CBS News, Portland, Oregon. In a Cleveland suburb, the father of Olympic ice dancing skater Elizabeth Ponsaladin was found stabbed to death. A local paper says his son was taken into custody. The Los Angeles Times reports that a grand jury will meet next week to look into charges that Michael Jackson molested a teenage boy. By law, the boy cannot be forced to tell the grand jury what he knows. And some legal experts doubt he will testify now that the two sides have worked out a multi-million dollar civil settlement. A vandal who said he hates child molesters has been sentenced to 100 days in jail for spray-painting Michael Jackson's sidewalk star on Hollywood Boulevard. It's three minutes after the hour. After five years, it's the end of the line for falling interest rates. The Federal Reserve moved yesterday to boost short-term rates to head off inflation. Many economists say it's likely to have limited effect on the rates we pay for mortgages and car loans, but it's managed to send the Dow Industrial Average plunging by more than 96 points. And, as correspondent Rob Armstrong tells us, sparked some strong reaction from lawmakers on both sides of the political aisle. The president's senior economic advisors were low-key in their response to the Fed's decision to hike short-term interest rates, but on Capitol Hill, the reaction was angry. Democrat Paul Sarbanes of Maryland, co-chairman of the Joint Economic Committee, accused the Fed of a hair-trigger preemptive strike. I think the Fed may have now uh, is moving on a path that may undercut uh, this economic recovery. 
without any without any countervailing evidence or basis on which to do so. Sarbanes said the Fed should have waited at least until the first quarter figures were in before raising interest rates. Rob Armstrong, CBS News, Capitol Hill. It's a big day for the Russian-American crew on the orbiting Discovery shuttle, Susan Cole reports. The six Discovery astronauts will attempt to deploy a $13 million saucer-shaped space factory this morning. Jan Davis will release it from the shuttle's lanky robot arm. CBS News space consultant Bill Harwood says the experiment holds a lot of promise. This is an innovative satellite that was designed to generate some ultra-pure semiconductor crystals that if this works, it could lead to faster computer chips and other electronic devices. The disk will trail Discovery for two days high above the Earth and will be retrieved on Monday. Susan Cole for CBS News, the Kennedy Space Center. For some unknown reason, the satellite's power indicator lights wouldn't go on for a time this morning. Technicians are trying to find out what went wrong. It's not clear whether that could delay the deployment scheduled for an hour from now. It's back to work shortly for the jury that began deliberations yesterday in the case against Byron DeLay Beckwith, the white supremacist accused of murdering Medgar Evers in 1963. WJ TV's Gwen Belton has that. After five hours of deliberating, jurors could not reach a verdict. Many looked worn as they re-entered the courtroom. One juror held her hands to her face. During closing arguments, attorneys made one last attempt to sway the jury. Prosecutors hoping for a guilty verdict, the defense hoping for an acquittal. Prosecutors charged the murder weapon used to kill civil rights activist Medgar Evers belonged to Beckwith and had his fingerprint on it. The defense is relying on alibi witnesses who say Beckwith was 90 miles away from the murder scene on June 12, 1963. Gwen Belton for CBS News, Jackson, Mississippi. With new technology making it more difficult for law enforcement officials to wiretap telephone and computer communications, the Clinton administration has adopted a new technology designed to unscramble coded messages. While the government can't force private manufacturers to use the system, it is urging them to do it. Jerry Berman of the Electronic Frontier Foundation thinks it's a bad idea. Here, the government, contrary to any other precedent, is asking citizens uh, to give the keys to their communications to the government. It's like saying that everyone will keep one of their keys to their houses uh, with the government. Computer companies and civil libertarians have joined in criticizing the plan. There's nothing illegal about awarding college scholarships based on a student's race. That's what the uh, U.S. Department of Education has concluded, according to a report in this morning's Boston Globe. The department will soon tell schools they can earmark money for students of specific races without fear of violating the law, reversing the government policy suggested by the Bush administration. The Los Angeles Times says at least 19 local disaster workers are suspected of filing false earthquake relief claims. 22 others have been cleared. It's seven past. Call it BGH or BST, but call it controversial. It's the new genetically engineered hormone that makes cows give more milk. Many consumers and grocers are concerned about it, and Raphael McDonald of CBS Radio affiliate KRLD reports one store chain would prefer to have no part of it. Dallas-based Southland Corporation, which is the parent of the 7-Eleven convenience store chain, is asking the 25 dairy providers which supply the company's 5,800 stores to only provide milk to those stores which comes from cows which have not been treated with bovine growth hormone. So the best we can do right now uh, to respect, it, out of respect for the concerns of our customers is to at least ask our suppliers the question and try to determine what the real situation is. Southland Cecilia Stubbs Norwood says the company cannot legally reject milk containing the synthetic hormone. And complicating the issue, she says, is that there's no test to determine if the hormone is indeed present in milk. 
Raphael McDonald for CBS News, Dallas. It's eight past. The U.S. and some key allies will ask the U.N. Security Council to think about tighter sanctions on Haiti, even though the embargo already in place has failed to dislodge the military rulers who toppled duly elected President Aristide. The new sanctions would include a ban on shipments of almost everything except food and medicine. The Security Council has adopted a resolution cutting the number of U.N. troops in Somalia and limiting their offensive military operations. U.S. Ambassador Madeleine Albright says the U.N.'s job in the Horn of Africa is almost impossible. Attacks on those providing humanitarian relief and reconstruction assistance must stop. Somalis cannot expect assistance to continue where relief workers and logistic facilities are attacked and relief supplies are looted. Albright says the rest of the world is losing its patience with Somalia. While much of this country has been suffering through a brutally cold winter, Alaska is experiencing what amounts to a relative heat wave. Carbon Scott is with the National Weather Service in Anchorage. Temperatures have been in the well, 38 to 45, 47 degree range uh, over the last several days. Uh, normally this time of year, our average high temperature in Anchorage is around 20. It's really been bad for our cross-country skiing. Beyond that, sightings have been reported of green grass, budding trees, and people with confused looks on their faces. At London's Buckingham Palace today, half-naked came the stranger. Police say a man stripped to the waist in near-freezing temperatures used a hang glider to land on a palace roof. Scotland Yard says the intruder was not armed and he posed no threat to the royal family when he was arrested. In custody is American James Miller. He's the daredevil who glided onto the ring apron during last fall's heavyweight boxing championship fight in Las Vegas. Queen Elizabeth was not home at the time of today's event. It's ten minutes after the hour.